we are all connected and we value the diversity and we celebrate our oneness. And I think that ultimately that is what this conversation is about. Ultimately, it's all coming back to where you've brought us. And I think that that's the way that anybody on this forum will actually have impact in the world where we stand in this generation and in the next generation. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch or two or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. Robin, welcome to the house. We have had an amazing two and a half days. We're almost, uh, you know, landing the plane. But, oh, my goodness, the conversations, the willingness from speakers to speak, not from we're telling you, but we're having a conversation and going, is there anything that I've learned, I'm learning, or how do we now bring it so that we can, you know, all bring our human side to the decision table? And then from that lens, go, how can we now make decisions that are going to add value to humanity going forward, right? Which is a huge conversation. And I know you feel some pretty interesting stuff around that. Firstly, so, you know, if you want to say who you are um, and what you do, just to give context to answering that question. Sure. I'm happy to do that. Thank you for having me. And hello, everyone. I have been uh, sneaking in and out. Uh, Jonathan, I quite enjoyed listening to you earlier today, I have to admit. So thank you. Thank you for that. So I I say I'm a self-proclaimed advocate of entrepreneurs and an entrepreneur's advocate. I have been an entrepreneur um, for the past 30 years and support entrepreneurs both as a coach and as a lawyer, working primarily with startups and venture capitalists, and then moving that work where Carrie Marie and I met, which is really in a particular emphasis on supporting women entrepreneurs and women's growth in large corporations and, and in the world generally. That's sort of the lens that I bring to the table uh, and have to include that I'm a mother of four. I have an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and five-year-old twins, mm. which certainly influences my view of the world from a human perspective. Yeah, keeps us real, right? This mama bear side of us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. certainly does. So if you think of what you're seeing across the world right now and you're thinking how, how do we shift or what is your thinking on from shifting where we are now to maybe creating movements, maybe, and that's like big stuff to then all the things in between, right? What is your thinking around all of that? Any thoughts, sure. insights? 
Me? Thoughts? Insights? Never. Uh, <laughs> so, and you know, we're going to talk a little bit about this in the panel that's coming up, and I'm really excited to, you know, hear from the panelists as well. But I really think that, you know, what Jonathan said about starting local really resonated with me mm. because it really does start in our own homes. And then, you know, it's like when you throw a rock into a pond, right? And the circles circle out from there. I think that it becomes an inevitable result if we start locally and act globally. Mm -hmm. But I also think that, and again, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but as I was thinking and preparing for the panel, I thought if we held this panel two months ago, it would be a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. And then if we held this panel two weeks ago, it would be a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. And so the combination of where it's very rare that we have a moment in time where an entire community globally are all experiencing something at the same time. Mm -hmm. Now, we're all experiencing it in our own way, and yet we're all being impacted at the exact same time on a global scale. And I really believe that that is creating and going to continue to create escalated, accelerated change in the way we do business, in the way we interact with each other. It is now we're sort of on this inevitable track. And my husband talked about it as, you know, COVID was like the yeast, right? That accelerator to our rising up and moving forward, the realization of what we could actually achieve working no matter where we are which, you know, as, as you know, Carrie Marie, the what's possible there, you know, and then the civil unrest is we've sort of put it in like we've put the bread into the oven and we're cooking. And <laughs> right. And the question what? is, right, you know, we're, we're getting a little burned here and there and we need to make adjustments. But it's sort of moving us into this realm of how do we connect with each other? How do we do it through these modalities that allow us to make a difference on a global scale, actually being local. Yeah. And I think that those are, you know, there's a lot of talk of, are we going back? And is it the new normal? And the conversations that I've been having is the next normal. Yeah. And the next, next normal. Yes. Right. Because that is really where we are headed and, and where, you know, actually setting into being comfortable, getting uncomfortable. Yep, that's what we're is what I really think, <laughs> right? That 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 it's about, and that's where we're headed. And the more of us that can support each other in it, I think the the more opportunity. And I, I get chills. You getting chills? Chills. Yeah. Right. The more opportunity we have to take advantage of that acceleration and to take advantage of you know what the unrest is reminding and revealing yeah. to actually move forward in inspired action and so that that's some so of the things good. i've been thinking about so good and you know that's what i i my thing is that i think that we're you know what is our starting point for the next normal so it's a starting point and where are we going forward from that the movement forward right so love that i'm going to hand it over to you i'm actually going to go get the other panelists that's meant to be on here so um you take it over and i shall return with the other panelists okay so I see a few of my new friends, people who are going to become fast friends. David Pat Taven, welcome to the party. Very excited to have you here. Hey Robin, yes, I'm excited to be here too. You're a ball of energy, I love it. Woo! We have 
There we go. Sarab Suri has joined us at the party. And hey, now, hey, and now how's you, it going? Welcome, welcome. And I'll, I'll give each of you a chance to uh, introduce yourselves. But instantly, you can see, David, the background connection that we already have going on in this panel, <laughs> which I'm loving. Let me see. In, in my defense, I was forced to change it. I was going to go with the Star Wars team, uh, but I, <laughs> the, uh, the hosts made me change that. So, yeah. Oh, and there we go. Okay. And we've got Shelby Phillips, who has joined us. Let me... Let's see, Shelby, it looks like you're muted. Not anymore. Say hi to everybody. <laughs> Welcome Hello. to the party. Hi, everybody. And I'm waiting for Ethan, and Ethan is joining us. I can see him coming to sit down. We're, we're, we're going beyond global. We're going to the galactic table today, which is very <laughs> exciting. It's certainly where I know Shelby lives and I live. I'm, I'm pretty positive David lives there. And, and, and Sarabha, I sent him a ticket to our world for a little while. <laughs> there you go. And welcome, Ethan. So I want to, again, thank all of the panelists. Um, and so just a little bit of ground rules to start here. We're going to spend about 30 minutes. I've got some interesting questions. Hopefully it will provoke some thoughtful answers from our panelists, and then we're going to leave about 15 minutes for everyone else to sort of chime in, both asking your questions, but also sharing your thoughts on the topic. And feel free to raise your hand. My wonderful assistant, Melissa, is here, and she's going to try to help me navigate the Zoom group chat. And so today we're talking about giving a voice to the next generation. And I sent the panelists a series of questions. And before we dive in, just like you got to hear a little bit of my background, I'm going to invite each of the panelists to sort of jump in and share a little bit of your background and also what generation that you identify with. So Shelby Phillips, how about you start and take it away? <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, thank you, everyone, for having me. Super excited. As Robin said, my name is Shelby Phillips, and I have spent about a third, three quarters of my life being involved in transformational work um, with the effort and the hope of bringing people together for meaningful connections. I do that in my professional life through a company called Hyperloop Transportation Technologies. I've been working with them for the last five years. Uh, and I do that in my personal life by being a mom to two very smart teenage girls. I've been a wife for about 27 years now. And I am also a self-proclaimed wellness ambassador who is very passionate about female empowerment and male-female dynamics and really just spending my time campaigning for love over fear. And as far as a generation goes, I am a Gen Xer through and through. <laughs> uh, what makes me a little different is that I was raised by a baby boomer, and most Gen Xers were not raised by baby boomers. They were raised by the generation prior to that, which would be the silent generation. So I have a unique perspective. My mom and I are 17 years apart, and so I've learned quite a bit from both the boomer side and the Gen X side. All right. Thank you for joining our conversation. And for all of you thinking about where you also, you know, where you self-identify, we just put up in the chat room what kind of the, the census gives as the different generations. So with that, I'm going to ask, do I call you pal man? What, where are we going with Dave? Uh, yeah, to to, yeah, to Dave. share a little bit about your background here. Yeah, Dave or Powerman. 
Yeah, so my name is Dave Powell Savane. Powell is really not my middle name. It's something that I've adapted over time and, and Powell stands for power of words and also passion over worry. So basically, got got started in business 14 years ago with uh, kettlebells. We had the first kettlebell gym in Australia. So we used to import them when I was just uh, in year 12 at high school. And um, basically, business for me was a, a vehicle to get out there to um, to help uh, facilitate change. I come from a small country town and and uh, I sort of got hooked on the idea of uh, transformation through um, an experience with my sister or first myself with my, my own sort of journey. And then um, my sister started training with me and I saw her grow and develop and, and basically just got hooked on it there. So I, my modes of, uh, of transformation, I guess, is through uh, training and fitness and, and then it progressed into more like reading and I've got some kids books, which is the Powerman Kids Book Series and then also speaking and and developing programs to facilitate that kind of change. So uh, I've got a few strings to the bow in that sense, but I just basically travel around and helping people, you know, be their own alchemist in their life. So turning a negative situation into a positive and learning that kind of skill to then overcome and uh, whatever they, they get thrown at them sort of thing. So basically, I sort of spend a lot of time shortening the refractory period of the off period that people spend when they go through a hard time. And, um, you know, like obviously there's a period of time where you, you need to go through the burn to learn a little bit in some cases, but let's not stay there, dwell there, suffer and all this kind of stuff longer than needed. So let's get back on the wagon and use that as fuel to go forward rather than fuel to hold you, uh, fear to hold you back, if that makes sense. So I just had to look through the, the list, but I'm a millennial, 1489, so I just turned 31 the other day. Yeah, that's, that's a, little bit, a little bit about me. It's an interesting time with COVID and all that sort of stuff. I'm sort of, yeah, it's a super interesting time. So excited to be here and chat to you guys. Cool. Well, welcome uh, and happy birthday at yeah, that. <laughs> Saurabh, why don't you uh, take it away? Sure. So my name is Saurabh Suri. I'm technologist by both business and trade, uh, a complete card-carrying member of the nerd brigade, as it were. But about a decade ago, I kind of uh, switched sides from the technology business to the business of technology. And um, I, I, I run my own uh, venture capital right now, primarily investing in early stage companies, early stage technology companies. Um, uh, and going on from there. In terms of, you know, and, and Robin, I was looking at your question, which is what generation do you identify with? So first of all, I don't know which generation I'm from. I'm not a millennial by any stretch, I'm not a Gen X. I'm, I, I think I fall under the, the uh, generation of outsiders. So a, anybody who kind of, uh, let's say, agrees with the outsider generation, I think that that's where I fall into. I know my wife and both will hardly agree with me. Um, so that's a little bit on my background. Well, thank you for joining us. And I'm excited to have your perspective at the table. Oh, by e the way, ha yes, have, you, have, you given, have you given everybody here our standard disclaimer about what happens when you and I are on any panel ever and how it devolves into an absolute fist fight, as can be witnessed by the last three panels we've been on? But, so the good news is David will see that I actually know how to throw a proper punch. <laughs> yeah. Right oh, to, to turn the shoulders. So 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 I oh, got David. Does. I got he's got my back today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> so Rob and I like to have fun in these in these scenarios. <laughs> and thank you, thank you for hopping on um, at the last minute. I really appreciate it, Ethan. Yeah. Welcome to the party. I'm super excited to have you here and to have your voice here. Tell us a little bit about what you have been up to. Well, I throughout my life is that what, what you want to know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Tell me, tell us, share a little bit with the group. What do you think the group should know about you? Well, it's a long story, but I'll cut it short as best I can. 
when I was born, I was told I probably wouldn't live at all. But despite that, as you can obviously see, I am here today. So that just proves that they were wrong. <laughs> and you can tell my kind of personality, but, but all the same, it, it just proves that some things are a bit random, but you can make the best out of any situation, in my opinion. And, it, and through all the surgeries I've had, it, it changed my personality a bit and helped me grow as a person, I guess. I really appreciate that. And I think it's really exciting for me that your perspective is here today and to give you a chance to, to be the voice for your generation and for your tenacity, what you bring to the table. And I think it'll be interesting to talk about, is it an Ethan thing? Is it a generation thing? Well, what do you think? Well, your comment, but I, I don't know. Is it a generation thing or is it just me? Hopefully it's just me. It'd be kind of cool if it was just me. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about how we can teach it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. One of the things as I was doing some research that I thought was interesting and we were thinking about when you hear the words next generation, because we're talking about for us to even begin to talk about giving voice to the next generation, we all need to see, are we even on the same page? And if you actually Google next generation, it says upgrade. So apparently, <laughs> each generation seems to provide an upgrade because we think about next generation, first and foremost, in terms of technology. So I thought that that was pretty interesting that, that you know, and so I, I was curious for the panel as we go through this, and we'll start with Ethan because you, you sort of have summer stage. Ethan, when I say to you, giving a voice to the next generation, what do you think of when you hear the words next generation? When I hear next generation, well... Obviously, I think of the future and of the people who are going to come after us, but I, I also do think of the past and what we should learn from the past. Which is a good point. There's context there that I think is, is really interesting. How about you, David? Where, 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 did you, where do you go when you sort of heard the topic and think, what's the next generation? Uh, I think it's just the, you know, the up and comings and the spring chickens that are coming into this world and you know, developing their own voice and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I guess it's, yes, yeah, the next people that are obviously one day will, you know, have, have a stronger voice, but right now they're sort of developing and they're growing. And yeah, I just see when I think next generation, I see the up and coming. So the people that are working right now and learning right now to, uh, to be those future leaders, you know, they're preparing themselves in that sense. So that's what I kind of think about for next generation. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And it, when you think about your books that you write, do you feel like you're writing for the next generation for helping develop that generation? How, how do you think about that in context? Yeah, so with the, with the books, um, yeah, they kind of, like because they use real life stories in the books, but the story is is really just a like a, I might be explaining my story in the book, but it's really about unlocking their story and having them find and re, and make real uh, relativeness. I don't even know this word with themselves, so they see themselves in the story and then see how they can actually overcome and be their own hero in their own way, and then also pass on inspire other people. Um, so. The story is about me, but it's not really about me. I'm Power Man, but I'm not really Power Man. Power Man is just a metaphor for being your own superhero in times when you don't have anyone. So it's like being your own, you know, there's lots of times where you just got to be, be your own. You know, you don't have anyone or whatever it is in a tough situation. Instead of wishing and hoping for someone to come rescue is like be the person that rescues yourself. You know, it's probably given a little bit of, it's just the whole thing is about empowering them to make the best of what they've got right now. So yeah, that's how we 
Yeah, I think that's that's helpful and interesting, right? Because when we talk about giving a voice, in some ways, that's very patronistic, right? The idea that we can actually give that voice, whereas what you're saying is it's actually the voice inside of them that your books are really cultivating. Yeah, it's not. I don't want them to try and be me or to any like that. I just want to, want them to see that as an, as one source of inspiration to be their own. So the first book's called Unleash the Hero Within. It's about the people reading it to unleash their own hero and be that person in their own life uh, rather than watching everyone else live is be the doer, get in there, get your hands dirty, be in the action and see that you're worth that as well in regards to where you're starting at. Yeah, a lot of people get mixed up and they go, oh, you're, you're powerman or out of that and you know, I can put the suit on anyone but it's really just, I'm just a crazy guy right now traveling to all the schools to show the kids there is another way and, and you can uh, go beyond whatever you're challenging right now and and, um, you know, turn a weakness into a strength and use that as your superpower, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, and when we think about the next generation, each of your answers was very much contextual, right? Because we think about it. Means, <laughs> 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 I might write thinking of, books, but I'm not, I'm not the uh, best with words. Well, you're thinking about it from where you stand, right? From where your age is. Each of us, when we look at next right? Are we looking backwards? Are we looking forwards? Which is, which is a lot of what Ethan was bringing up. And Sarab, in your work, when we think about the next generation, you're funding the next generation. And you and I, in preparing for this, sort of started to talk about, do you see changes from, you know, the entrepreneur that we call the next generation today and the entrepreneur from 10 years ago? Can you share with the group a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, so coming down to the fundamental question, you know, when you say, what do you think when you hear the words, the next generation, right? Uh, for most people, it's a temporal or a time-based piece, right? The people coming next, the young people growing up. But if you really look at it, it's just a fundamentally different idea from a collective. So when a group of collective has a fundamentally different idea and a different behavior pattern to the existing set, that is a new generation. Now, interestingly enough, if you look at, you know, let's take the millennial generation, you look at some of the ideals and the ideas of it, they all then fall under the 85 to 2005. Okay, there, there was a core difference. So when we look at the next generation, what I, at least I hear or feel or see is a fundamentally different idea. And this goes back to my, let's say my background, as it were. As you said, one of the things I do is I fund the next generation, right? In 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 terms of uh, um, the thing, and and there's a mix of people in there, right? And it's that fundamentally different idea which is the most exciting part, and it's also the part that most people always fight back upon. So when they say the earlier generation fighting the current generation, obviously change is always hard. The rate of change that we've gone through in just the past twenty years is insane. Right. I'm sure everybody's heard these anecdotes, right? It took 100 years for radio to permeate uh, throughout the population. It took 60 years for television to permeate across the population. It took about eight and a half years for the Internet to permeate. Right. So that rate of change has, has be, uh, become massive because of that higher rate of change. The number of generations and the number of differences of thought of every generation has also increased massively. Right. So the question or, or I'd, I'd say the approach that we have to it is to not make it time bound, but make it idea bound. Right. And, and another thing that I, uh, honestly, I, I, I love seeing when you talk about the next generation is the types, it, you know, back in, I, I'd say the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the ideas and the thoughts were based on people. 
right? You had, you had the Martin Luther Kings of the world. You had the centralized people, even the Beatles, even, even bands that formed that idea. But if you look at it today, it is actually a collective. And of course, if you look at it, whether it be Black Lives Matter or, you know, you may agree with them or not agree with them, but it's a collective. And obviously it's an internet fueled collective. So it's not an individual or a person around it. And uh, uh, Robin, I'm sure you, uh, you remember this, you know, when they had that whole, I'd say the start of the millennial pushback with the Wall Street protests, et cetera, et cetera. And you had all of these news sources uh, uh, out there saying, oh, but they have a really, Occupy Wall Street has a big problem. There's not one single leader of that. They don't have one single idea. And I remember yelling at the television going like, that's not a bug, that's a feature, right, <laughs> around it. That's how we essentially look at it and uh, both when you talk about my work and the way I fund it, the way we think about it, is that fundamental idea of a collective being a generation. That's very helpful. I like the idea of it not being time-bound, particularly because technology, right, in and of itself is not time-bound. And yet, one of the things that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about, particularly before you came on, we were talking about sort of the impact of COVID and the impact of what's happening in the world and how we've we're really been pushed to learn to use and leverage technology as we are right now, right? This is the first Zoom panel I've ever run. And I've run, been very fortunate to run hundreds of panels. And I had to go online and think, well, how do I do this differently? And yet there's the next generation was born into this. And they're not going online to figure out how to do it differently because it's just what they do. Right. And I think that that is part of what's going to open this door and really catapult Ethan and that generation. And, and Shelby, for you to come in and talk about, I mean, the technology that you're working on, right? You've got these two angles. One is you're raising the next generation and you're deeply involved in, in next generation technology. So how do those perspective impact when you think about giving voice to the next generation? Oh, such a good question. I think for me, when I think about the next generation, it's almost like the custodians of the globe, right? It's the custodians of the world. From my parent hat, it's about raising good humans who will be the next amazing custodians of our planet. And, you know, with that comes incredible power, right? Because they're going to need to take care of things. <laughs> Us, the planet themselves, right? It's a, it's a you know, it's, it's a circle of life. So and Ethan, the, Ethan, you just to jump in, Ethan, you heard that, right? You're taking care of mom yeah. in the future, just making sure we're all. <laughs> of course, <laughs> Go ahead, of course. <laughs> and at the same time, uh, from a professional standpoint, being able to do something that's good for the planet to prolong the planet so that there is actually a planet to take care of is important. And that's kind of the work that we do at Hyperloop is, you know, creating a, a mobility platform, a way to get people together faster, safer, cleaner, greener. Yeah. So <laughs> I also think um, when I look at this notion of generations, I have two thoughts about it. One is I think every, every generation started out characteristically like the younger generations of today. They all did, right? You know, if you look at the folks that were raised in the 50s or born in the 50s, and when by the time they, and they were, they were rebels, right? And then when they got into their 20s and 30s, they became more, you know, interested in their world around them. And then when they got older, they became a little more silent. And, you know, like, there's this ebb and flow, right? We, we all move through there. But I also think, on the other hand, 
you know, a lot of the kids from the baby boomer generation were, you know, children are to be seen and not heard. They were not given voice per se, right? They just weren't. And then you had all of these kids that were born, you know, the Gen Y kids, if you will, that were test tube babies for the first time. We put our kids, our precious cargo in car seats and we didn't want them to be out after dark and oh my God, how will they ever take care of themselves, right? And so we just cradled them and we, we babied them and guess what, right? We're seeing the effects of that. And so I think from my perspective, it's that pendulum swing. And I think we've gone from one to the other and I think we're kind of, this next generation gets the best of both worlds, right? They know that they're guided and they're loved and they're protected. They also know that they got decisions to make and that they're responsible and that they're at cause in their life. And they have something to say and they have a voice. And I'm hoping, and I'm hoping it's not just, you know, where I sit here in Los Angeles, California, but I mean, I think it's kind of a global movement that our young people do have a voice and our young people, our next generations fucking kick ass, really. I think. I mean, there's a lot of amazing people under the age of 18 doing amazing things in the world. And so I'm excited for our next generation. And as a parent, as an employer, as an entrepreneur, as an enthusiast, I, you know, anything we can do to give voice and to keep I agree. Them, uh, right? that was, Keep you talking. Yeah, go, Ethan. Ethan, go, take Ethan. the mic. Tell us. <laughs> I, I was just saying that uh, I, I agree. With what you were talking about, that that was really cool. Thank you. Cool you hear that someone says that we have a voice. That was yes. all. Ethan, and, how and do you express that voice? Learning, learning. I'm learning with that. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, and you're doing it right here, right? I mean, yeah. that you're hearing that that's a voice, and I think you know, for all of us listening, right? Why why does this topic even matter? Right. Why, why do we even spend time on this topic? And I think as I thought about it and, and, and thinking about why, you know, why I was when, why I was moderating this panel is on the one hand, we've got, you know, the folks that are going to be the custodians of the future and they're actually the custodians of today at the same time. And so how are we empowering the custodians of today? you know, by providing tools like David is providing, right? By providing the fuel, the funding that Rob is providing, by, by providing the cradling that you're talking about and by giving a platform that we're offering for Ethan today. Yeah. So when we think about that, what do you feel like, Carrie Marie and I spend a lot of time having fun conversations and then saying, but now what? <laughs> right? Like, what are we doing? doing a slight disruption to the conversation i have a question for you are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation to maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement or truly do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact awesome human if you want to lead to pioneer a new approach to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you and if we're not no hard feelings as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one okay I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. 
One, a strategy analysis. Two, the next growth incubator cycle. Three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders to design cutting-edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation. What are we doing to support that next generation? Um, and David talked a little bit about this, but you know, so Shelby, what would you say, like, what are the action steps that you're taking to give voice to that next generation? Well, I mean, personally, I spent several years being a Girl Scout leader and giving voice to the next generation of women so that they could be kind and be good stewards and be good humans, right? So that was something that I spent several years on. I believe in TED, TED Talks. I believe in TEDx. I believe in sharing ideas. I, I try and incorporate that as much as we can. Um, I think in my own home, it's about you know, <laughs> someone once told me when you're a parent, there's going to reach an age where you're not going to be a parent anymore and they're not going to listen to you. So the idea, you've been fired. So the idea is you have to get hired back in as a consultant. And if you can get hired back in as a consultant, you're golden. And so I took that to heart way before I ever had kids. And I tried to in, incorporate that into my household, right? And so far, so good. Knockwood, 14, 16-year-old, two girls, they're talking. We talk. They share everything. I love it. They have a voice. And I asked Natalie, my 16-year-old, earlier this week, I said, you know, if you have, you know, how do you feel that you have a voice? And I think there's this little, we still have a lot more work to go because I think there's this thing about perfectionism and saying it right and doing it right and not wanting to make mistakes. I think the more we can allow everybody really, but this, you know, younger generation, the, the room to make mistakes, right? The room to play around, the room to experiment, the room to try new things and, and see. And Natalie said, you know, I don't know because I'm not super passionate about one thing yet. I, I haven't found my thing. <laughs> so I think we don't have to have a thing, right? I think if we, once we just start talking, everybody's got an opinion or a thought or about something, right? So really just cultivating communication, cultivating connection. That's, that's my formula. Yeah. Well, you're, you're hired as our consultant as well. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I think it's also about, you know, learning, you know, as much as we want the next generation to be open and to listen, it's, you know, for me, it's really about, you know, the current generations being open to learning and listening. And David, you've kind of taken that on the road. What do you yeah. feel like you've learned from the kids that you've worked with and talked to? Uh, so a lot of the places where I go to on the road are in country towns and I see that there's a lot of stale thinking in the country where I go to and these kids are kind of blown away from the fact that, you know, you can do something other than just what um, they're being told by their parents and their um, teachers and all that kind of stuff. So 
yeah, this is, yeah, there's a lot of style thinking in these sort of smaller towns. And that's what I love is going there and sharing stories and, you know, showing them what's possible. And it's pretty wild to see their eyes light up and they just kind of blows their mind in many ways. But, you know, sometimes I'm going to pull myself back and go, holy shit, you know, like I got out. I got out and got to experience all this, but there's so many that aren't even close to that. They don't have anyone to show them there's a different way and they can do different things and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I really love about it. But that's what I've seen a lot, like in all the places that I go to, because a lot of people are stuck in there. Like, so, you know how you said before about be seen, not heard. You know, that's what I contribute my speeching, uh, my speaking, uh, what do you call it, uh, at a speech impediment growing up. And all these learning difficulties and all these kinds of things we've seen, not heard and, and all these different things that I believe when I grew up in these towns, like, you know, things like this, like we don't do things like this or things like, you know, traveling was, isn't for us. These are the thoughts that, you know, I was brought up with and conditioned with and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, I just sometimes I got to remind myself of, of my journey and that gives me the fuel to go back and show that just there's, there's one kid out there that you know, does need to hear something, some kind of form of inspiration or perspective change and then it'll change their world. So that's that's like the essence of that program. You know, the books and all that sort of stuff is to deliver these types of inspiration to these kids and then to start thinking differently. And I just sort of share that whole thing is like sharing what people have done for me, which changed my life. And now I'm sort of passing on that flame uh, to these other kids. Uh, but I'm not pushing what, you know, do what I've done. It's more about you know, find what you want to do and, and, you know, fail at it, go for it, try it out, enjoy, live, grow, bloody, you know, get into all of it. So, yeah, I hope that sort of answers your question a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think, you know, what, you, what you're really talking about is you're, you're creating space yeah, for them so, yeah. to step into, right? That, yeah. that they wouldn't, that they haven't had a model for that space otherwise. And I think that's pretty special, right? I mean, that, that is part of giving a voice right? Which is what Shelby's talking about. Ask the question, right? Give even a chance to say, what do you actually feel about this? Right? And I feel like that's a really beautiful platform that you are providing for folks. And it also, you know, reminds us in this time of civil unrest that diversity comes in all different ways, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about the areas of the world that you're going to and giving a voice to people who might not have even known that that was a possibility. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, how, and how we're connecting that way. So Rob, how about you and the work that you're doing and the entrepreneurs that you've worked with? What have you learned from them that you think is helpful for the group? Right, and that's the core thing. You know, when you talk about giving a voice, having a voice, et cetera, et cetera, let's just, again, I'm a nerd, so I'll, I'll go down the nerd. If you just look at the data in itself, the current generation has a phenomenal voice. Frankly, if you look at, you know, the Gen Z, late millennial, uh, Gen Z aspect, they have been a greater and faster uh, agent of change than all the three generations before that. Okay. <laughs> so if you talk about voice, they got that covered uh, uh, rather well, right? And my part of the job is actually better. It's, it's uh, even more interesting because I get to sit back and listen, right? And uh, uh, most of the piece. And if you look at it now, there's certain things that are similar across generations. Successful entrepreneurs, every successful entrepreneur across generations has some very specific commonalities. The biggest one being the hunger and the need and the desire to change something, okay? That is not dependent on a generation. Having said that, if you look at, you know, the latest, and I'm going beyond the millennials, if you, if you look at the uh, Gen Z, their approach to a problem is 
much larger, much grander a scale than it was for entrepreneurs uh, before them, right? Their understanding of what a large problem uh, uh, looks like is also amazing. And, and there have been times where I, I've, I've just like been blown away to say, holy cow, you know, I don't think anybody else in, in previous generations would have even thought of that. Right. And there's several, obviously, factors that go into it. But that idea and listen, venture capitalists, time immemorial, have always done one thing. They've only funded people who are solving a problem. What I see the biggest change is the scale of the problem that they're trying to approach right now is larger and it's better. Right. Which comes down to and I know, Robin, you and I fall under that thing. We are a diversity group or a minority group called the eternal optimist. Right. And being that eternal optimist, it's, it's awesome watching it and uh, hearing it. If it comes down to what am I doing to enable the voice, to be perfectly honest, not much. I'm, I'm having a lot more fun just uh, sitting back and uh, uh, listening and watching it grow. Is there friction against it? Absolutely, there is friction. There are voices and biases and all of that that come in. But honestly, it's that's almost a rite of passage. Every generation, and I know, you know, uh, uh, well, most of the folks over here will uh, see that that every generation has had to fight for that for their voice to be heard. This generation's done it much faster, by the way, right? And in fighting to get their voice heard, they have learned things along the way, and that's why I call it the rite of passage. Right. But again, let's look at the data. Let the nerds speak. The data says the current generation had had a much, much faster impact with the faster agent of change than anybody before them. Yes, which is true. And I think that, you know, I think we're going to continue to see that. And I think that we're going to see it. I think that the entrepreneur generation, which is really where we grew up, opened the door for the next generation to have a much stronger voice. And I think that that voice is now with where the world is going to be catapulted into other arenas beyond being the 20 something year old who dropped out of college to start a tech company. Um, and that's where I really think, right, hearing from Ethan and, and the experiences that David is having and, and thinking about our kids starts to really matter. So it is about 510. I get about five more minutes and I want to give the audience an opportunity to ask their questions. So if you yeah, would sorry, like, Robin, just yes, to sorry, interject, go ahead, you can take, you can take extra time because I love this and I want to hear more. <laughs> yes, keep <please. Bye. laughs> we, we, And we'll, t we'll take a little bit of time. Admittedly, it is, um, it's also Shabbat. So I, I will be, I'll be honoring that as well. This is, this is a classic generational moment. So my sister said, I'm supposed to tell you to raise your hand and you can raise it in the chat box. Um, and then I can call on you and you can unmute yourself and ask the group a question. If you feel more comfortable, I have Melissa here so you can type it in the group chat. Or if you just want to share, I know that, you know, my dear friend Emily is on here. There are a number of folks who I know often have pretty beautiful, strong opinions and thoughts. So we would also in this particular setting, because it's a collaborative forum, love to hear from you as well. So, is there anyone who wants to share or ask a question? Sammy Hager has a question. Where are you, Sammy? Where are you, Sammy? Sammy has asked, how can previous generations better support the younger ones? So, Ethan, why don't, why don't we have you talk to us a little bit? Oh, there's Sammy. Hey, Sammy. Talk to us a little bit about how do you think that you can be supported? Hmm. Being heard, I guess, would, would help. Being heard. How do you know when you're being heard? 
What do you think? I guess even if it's slow change, there's change all the same. That's that's actually a really good point, right? That when you have the evidence of change, mm. then you have an opportunity to see and feel like you've you've been heard. Yeah. I appreciate that. Any of the other panelists have, have thoughts on how previous generations can better support the younger ones? Shelby, look like you're thinking. <laughs> I, I am because I, I look at the generation, you know, the baby boomer generation to my generation, for example, and really just allowing, you know, allowing us to have the freedom to make our own choices, allowing us to have the freedom to make our own mistakes. That's just so important, right? If you learn something on your own versus me telling you, it's not lasting change, right? You've got to go, you know, take that tumble or touch that hot thing or be cold when you didn't have a jacket. So those are little tiny things, but we can apply those to much bigger things. Take a chance, right? Entrepreneurs, that's how we innovate. We take chances. And I think at least the way my mom raised me was try everything. Just go out there, take chances. And I would say that to my, to my generation, to this next generation too, right? Yeah, I appreciate that, Shelby. Sorry, finish with that. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that was it. Just be bold. Just compassionately, be bold. Compassionately bold. <laughs> I like compassionately bold. Well, I'm going to invite um, Violet to be compassionately bold. Why don't you go ahead and unmute yourself, Violet, and share your comment with us? Yeah, good morning. Um, excellent panel. I'm really loving this. So I've actually got four children who go across three generations. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so so when you say, how can we support the younger generation? So now I'm seeing it as a blessing because I was talking to my daughter yesterday and I said, gee, sometimes I wish I had you guys closer together because there's four years, four years, then three years, then two years between them. So I was saying the ABC for a very long time, you know. (laughs) My year 12 was, my kindy one was just going into kindy when was coming out so and I thought oh, I'm so sick of this but in answering your question how does the each generation support each generation well my, I've solved it because I've got my kids who help each other so they go up and down the line all the time and I've, and I've just realized that that's a real blessing you know so and, and I get to listen to all the three generations and then I've got to put my perspective on it but I do, I will say that I find it really annoying when I hear the boomer comments, oh, boomers, you know, oh, boomers, you know. Like I'm, I'm at the arse end of the boomers, you know what I mean? Like I'm one of the last ones who were born. So I sort of pull them up on that and I say, hang on a second, you know, like wait till you get to where we are and wait till the, the Generation Z get to where we, you guys are going to be obliterated at, if you, I said, what goes around comes around. So be very careful. <laughs> I that I love that uh, comment. You know, one of the uh, my favorite comments uh, that I now realize is uh, a son. The day a son realizes that his father was right, his son thinks he's wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking. You know, it's. I, I truly have just seen now that it's a blessing that I've got that gap between the kids, you know, and, and thankfully they're very, very good to each other, very kind to each other. So, yeah, thank you for the panel. It's fantastic. I'm actually loving oh. the whole forum. Thank you. 
I'm really glad you're enjoying it. And, and you, I think there's such a unique and beautiful opportunity. One, you're clearly an example for your children in using a voice. And I think that that's one of the things that's so important for all of us. I also think an opportunity to remind them that they can actually, the fact that they have these different generations, their ability to learn from each of those generations and bring that into what they go do will actually lead them to be a step ahead. Because a lot of the later generations, we don't start to look at the differences until we move farther down the line. But when you're in the same household and the differences are right in front of you, I think that can actually give them an advantage and a leg up within that diversity. So that, that's a pretty unique opportunity for them as well. You're welcome. So I am going to take a couple more minutes because I know there are um, just a couple other folks who wanted to make a comment. Anna AC, do you want to unmute and share with us? Well, hello. There, there. we are. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for having this experience, um, Kara Marie. It's um, amazing to listen to all this wisdom unfolding for all of us to learn from. And so I come from a diff different or at least a more isolated niche in essence, whereas I help people unravel neural patterns and do some um, serious repatterning and reprogram reprogramming of their lives. So I'm looking at things from the energetics here and seeing how these patterns started to unravel, you know, not just within the past few years of, you know, we're looking at, you know, somehow like this younger generation is some form of like crisis consciousness like they're gonna save us I know it no <laughs> this this is all living right right <laughs> it's living within us and it has been living within us and it's just becoming more pro prolific and this is like we could look at the seeds back with the early indigo and we can't even say early because we can look at you know um, back in the 1700s these great minds that started saying hey there's more here when Emerson and then Tesla and you know just like the, we could look at the history of this and see that this level of consciousness has always existed it's just now more prolific okay and when we had the flower our children, they flowered for us. They like pollinated and said, hey, let's indigo ourselves. And now, now we're going. Now we're going into this Aquarian experience that says, hey, let's look at our energy our energy and say, how can we actually identify and see what's in me, what is it, it is also in you? So in regards to helping the younger generation, it's actually, you know, turning back to ourselves and being able to say, I see me in you. And because of that, I'm offering you love and support because I see the ongoing proliferation here of what's going on. We're having a dialogue right now now that is, God, you have no idea how much I needed to hear this. I literally have two and a half books in the works here about helping people to unplug from all these like closed patterns because we've been conditioned into suppression. So if we could help each other to actually see, hey, opportunity, this isn't a problem. This is an opportunity for us to solve how we have been suppressed. 
And that right there is the gift that we can give each other, including the ones that are coming up going like, what? (laughs) You're laying this in my lap? I'm like, no, I'm not laying this in your lap. By the way, I'm a Gen X, okay? The the lost generation. (laughs) The generation is kind of like silent until they're not. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, so one, um, I, I see me in you, and thank you for those words. I deeply feel them. I don't think there is much more to say after that beautifully eloquent way of saying it. And the beauty of the Gen X, right, is the second part of what you said, which many of us who are Gen X on here clearly are part of the until we aren't (laughs) silent anymore. Right. right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I mean, and I think that that's, that is kind of a really beautiful note to close this on. I want to give our panelists an opportunity to close out as well. But, but this idea of, the next generation as something different from actually can be a block to giving that a voice when in fact we are all connected and we value the diversity and we celebrate our oneness. And I think that ultimately that is what this conversation is about, whether you're doing it through empowering kids through those books, whether you're doing it through multiple modalities, whether you're doing it through funding the cause, ultimately, it's all coming back to where you've brought us. And I think that that's the way that anybody on this forum will actually have impact in the world where we stand in this generation and in the next generation. So I do, I do want to give um, each of our panelists, thank you again, Anna, an opportunity. I, and, and Violet has one more comment that she's got to make. So before we wrap it up, Violet, please share your one comment. Just, just quickly, because um, I'm a baby boomer, and obviously the generations before us, like we just, it, was, we had, it was ingrained in us, respect your elders. So we respected how they brought us to our place. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's, I think it's a good thing that just that should flow through. The respect should flow through through each generation, you know. Look back at the generation whose shoulders you stood on. You know, each generation had that, the other generation bringing them up to make them that person who they are, you know, currently are. So respect. It's just respect each generation and for what they bring to the table, you know. Got yes. to see. I appreciate that. And I think hearing that comment is an important one. So I, I do want to give the panelists an opportunity for a final thought. And I also want you to know, um, Carrie Marie will share Melissa's going to put my email in the chat room. For those of you who didn't get your questions answered, one commitment that I will make to you is send me that question. And I have some special connections to these panelists. And I'm pretty sure that we can pull together some answers to your questions because with this kind of group, there, there never seems to be enough time. So, um, Sarab, final thoughts as, as we close out this panel and to give a voice to the next generation. I, I, I think... The, the only thing I can say is probably uh, an awesome piece of advice that I received, right? And I'm still trying to act on and which was be silly. It's a good thing, right? Listen more, fail, fail fast and fail early. And I've been failing a lot, by the way. And it's always been fun through and through. Thank you. I think that is, that is critical um, advice uh, for all of us and really appreciate your time today. Shelby, final words for our group? Final words. Well, just Violet, you kind of, I I just want to say, because I think it's worth mentioning to your point about respecting prior generations. It's also 
my kids don't necessarily respect elders because they're elders. They respect them because they themselves are respected. And there are plenty of adults out there that do not respect children. The children of today don't respect those adults because of that. And that's okay, right? Because it's, we are all connected. So again, when we talk about giving voice to our kids, it's like, man, they're, they are to be respected as well. And in some cases, kind of revered to a certain degree, right? They are our greatest mirrors. They are our teachers. They live in our homes. You know, they show us who we are every day. And it's, it's a gift. And, and I think on this planet right here, right now, what's, what the difference is, the marked difference between, you know, my, my mom's generation and that of her mom's generation is that we have more permission to be ourselves right now. We have more permission on the planet to use our voices. We have more permission to share our thoughts. And we didn't have that for a long time. It, it's safe. It's almost safe now. Like we've got forums like this where we can, we can talk and connect and share these kind of great, what might have been crazy outlandish ideas. And so I am grateful and blessed to be here with you guys today and to be on the planet at this time and raising and, and lending voice. And thank you for allowing me to do that. I really, really am humbled. Thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. David, final thoughts for us. You're muted, David. There Sorry, I'm muted now. I've got a voice. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> Use that voice, David. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm just excited to uh, yeah to be here and just listen to all you guys uh, you know talk about this sort of stuff. I I love it. It's good. It's um, sort of during this time I feel like a, bit, a little bit out of the loop with a lot of things. It's sort of so it's cool to be yeah listen to you guys share these experiences and your own experiences with your kids and also in your own you know journeys of business and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I love just hearing all the different opinions in that sense. So. Um, okay, cool. Thank you. And keep keep doing the work you're doing because the kids need to learn from you. I really appreciate where you've taken this. Okay, and Ethan, Ethan, you got to close us out, man. Oh, no. So you've listened to lots of things idea, here. I'll try. Okay. Um, well, I hadn't thought of anything to say, so I'm just going to say that it was certainly a great experience to hear all of this. Really made me think as strange as that may seem right now for me, but it's really good to, to hear all of this be said. I'm really, it's an honor to have you with us. Yes. And I'm excited that you, given the heritage that you come from, that you are taking advantage of that fabulous heritage, giving you a big hug right now um, and giving us an opportunity to hear directly from you. So thank you for joining us. Can I, can I just say what an awesome panel. It has just been unbelievable. And also here's the thing. We talk about heroes in life. This is one of my heroes. And can I, can I say I don't say that lightly. When, I, when he was born, it's going to make me cry. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> when he was born, they never thought he would live. And this boy, the strength... Oh, the character and the awesomeness that this guy has is something we can all learn from because when it gets tough, when you don't want to go for those big dreams, when you don't want that movement, you want the movement, but you won't put that work into it. We, no matter what generation, no matter what race, no matter what our upbringing is, it is this that gets us up. Because when I have seen him, 
fight through a surgery and not want to get, like, I've never seen anyone fight so hard as I have seen him fight. And the reason he gets back up is there is possibility, there is opportunity to keep moving forward. So be inspired. Realize we can learn from anything and everything if only we open our lens up to be willing to learn. And young people have been a huge part of my life. I've got six kids, two grandchildren, one on the way. So <laughs> don't even ask what generation I come from. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. As I continue to evolve as a person, my children evolve, I keep learning and we can learn and not be afraid to learn from sorry about the tears it's been a long six and a half weeks prep to get this forum up um, <laughs> but this is the reason we're doing it mm. and listening to you on the panel you know part of what we want to do going forward is to have more so we would open up even deeper into conversations like this in the areas of and so for me it was just beautiful to see the willingness of the panel come into a space like this and just uh, hear what you've had to hear, um, say. And I see you and I appreciate you and very much so, Robin. So thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Love, love to all. And I'm going to um, let you take it away. Thank you again to all the panelists. Me too, Sue. And thank to you, you, Ethan. Robin. Thank you. Oh, I'm out. See you guys. Ethan out. <laughs> I'm out, he says. I'm out. All right. Are we going to have some fun? We're going to have some fun. Yes, I go from this to that. Look, I just feel life. I see life. I, I go, what have I got to lose by living life at the most maximum I possibly can? Do you know what I mean? I think as leaders, that's where we, we can lead the way. We lead the way by providing these spaces where one minute we're just like motivated, next minute we're inspired, next minute we're like, whew, you know, going down. Like yesterday with the Voice Advocacy Foundation video, the story around Ma, oh my goodness, that got me going, you know, and then it's just, it opens up. What does it open up for you? I'd love to hear some thoughts. Um, put the comments into the into this comments put the comments into the comments there we go hey david it's good to have you in the house dude uh, thanks been a awesome. while yeah awesome to be here yeah we've had some amazing conversations we've gone from uh having you know like just going hey where are we at what does that look like to trying to solve across the the world some big problems to and and really we're just opening up conversation and then going you know what is the next step for us personally to be able to keep moving forward or otherwise we'll just keep staying in the problem right so yeah. that that's kind of what's happening so what are some of these comments lots of love be bold yes thank you robin thank you thank you thank you panelists they were so good weren't they we will only learn and grow from those before us and with us and after us yeah so well said susan so lots of thank you to everyone beautiful so inspiring oh you rock ethan and Kerry Marie. thank you so iris is part of our family and so she was like Ethan was like, oh, no, she's in the house. And I said, yeah, just, just be you. You'll be good. Um, so thank you, Iris. Um, love you both. Oh, so much so. So inspiring. 
Pal, of course, I wonder who said who said that. Thank you. Another one. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to hear from all. It really matters to hear how much you care. It has reinforced my own conviction. And I think that's, you know, that's the, the whole thing is that you've got to know what your vision is and what you're meant to play in this part of this story that we're creating as we go forward. And how good is it when we can look through different lenses to have that story? Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change, to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlor. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.